So we should start getting prizes for when other people beat us at our own games. Are there no prizes? No, there's no prizes. <laughs> no, okay. no, there's no, for sure. <laughs> you can stay in the spare room longer. Hey Roaches, I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week for the show, I take a guest secondhand shopping. After we gather a thrift haul, we record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Guess what that was, Josh? Crackle, sparkle, 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 sparkle. Sparkle, sparkle. Yeah, you sparkle, got sparkle, it. Sparkle, sparkle, sparkle. Those are our fireworks. Yeah, welcome to the latest edition of Thrifty Podcast, secondhand shopping for worm people. And I was doing my very best impression of fireworks because we are taping on the 4th of July. This won't be up until later, but it's officially the 4th of July today. I'm Toddy. I'm your host. I'm here with the greatest co-host in the world, Josh Last Call Larkin to my right. Happy birthday to America today, brother. And a very special guest who hasn't been on the show for, what, like over a year. Uh, My uh, truly one of my best friends from all the way on the other side of the United States, Lex Nowling, is here to celebrate Fourth of July. And also we we are our fantasy football coaches are getting together. Oh, you guys should have had that meeting at the pancake house today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so Lex is staying over. And with it being the 4th of July, Lex and I both got woken up by what we thought were gunshots. But Lex, how in fact did this go down? Because your story is a lot better than mine. I was startled at nine o'clock when I heard what I thought were gunshots outside. So I, (laughs) I jumped up and I put a shirt on to alert you. But then I remembered that the rule of thumb is to, like, lay on the ground. Yeah. So I laid on the ground, and they went off again. I was like, I am truly panicked. <laughs> <laughs> I did the thing I was supposed to do. What I, a- did, I did it, and I was like, I need to call the police, maybe? <laughs> yeah. What a sight to wake up at 9 a.m. to firecrackers and then walk out and see your house guest army crawling <laughs> through the hallway. Yeah, that, that was basically like it was. So he was staying in the abandoned guest room. <laughs> the haunted guest room. The haunted guest room. And... Uh, and I was staying in my own bedroom, and I woke up at about uh, about 8.30 a.m. in the morning, and uh, I was like, cool, it's early, I'll go back to sleep. At 9 o'clock, just as Lex was saying, we had bangers going off that sounded right, right outside the window, right outside the window. So I immediately jumped up. Um, I had to put clothes on myself, and I was like, I guess I'm awake, but it, it took me a little... To, to realize it was a firework, but I heard Lex come out of the guest bedroom, walk out to the, I think you walked out, out into the hallway, and then you walked back into the bedroom, closed the door again, and then the second round went off, and then you came back out again. Yeah, I walked out to tell you, and I'm like, no, I gotta lay down. Don't <laughs> <laughs> cover. Yeah, I should save him. No, I shouldn't. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sure he's already laying down. <laughs> or he's he's passed. Or he's away. done. He yeah. knows. Yeah. Or now it's well, every mind for himself. Yeah, he knows. He knows what's going on. Yeah, you live here. You would know the drill if there were actual bullets coming through. Yeah, but we made it. But uh, as I mentioned, Lex is here because uh, fantasy football coaches are getting together and we're driving to Canton, Ohio to see the Football Hall of Fame in full garb. In full garb, Josh. <laughs> It's just like, it's baffling still to me. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I, I've heard it's the straightest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but yeah. I mean, I've, like, I've been hearing rumors that's going around that this is the straightest thing. And I've now done. you've got a mustache in addition to like wearing your Troy Polamalu or whatever broy old school yeah. jersey you're gonna rock for this. Yeah, that's that, that's the plan. But yeah, so a lot of traveling. So went to Los Angeles, had a thrift haul. I uh, went to Daytona Beach. Uh, so the Daytona Beach, I drove 14 hours to Daytona Beach to see a wrestling show and then 14 hours back. So officially, I was in the car for 28 hours. Um, and there was a point where there was about like uh, it was just under two days that I hadn't slept because I drove 14 hours down the coast from Pittsburgh to uh, Dayton and not daytona daytona i'm saying that wrong so from pittsburgh to daytona beach 14 hours drove down and by the time that uh got there i it was uh it, it was like in the morning so then i went to a flea market so before i even checked into the hotel i went to the daytona flea market rather than take a nap you're like hey, hey they find some junk well my hotel room it was only uh check-in time was was three o'clock and I got there at 9 a.m., so I couldn't check into my hotel no matter what. No rest by the pool or, like, kicking back in the car? No, no. So I did a flea, flea mart. After the flea mart, I went to the hotel finally, and there was two hours between uh, hanging out at the hotel and then when wrestling started. So I was like, I'm not going to sleep for two hours. That's just not what I'm going to do. Plus, at that point, you if you go to sleep, you're going to sleep more than two hours. Right, and I can't, I can't, uh, you know, risk messing this up. So I was like, okay. So after the show, finally got to bed. It was under, yeah, just under two days where I had absolutely no sleep after a long drive. But when I was down there, fellas, that's actually when we're going to start our thrift haul. Because I got a pretty amazing score at the video game Galaxy, and that's in Daytona Beach, Florida. And both of you are wrestling fans, so it's mm -hmm. cool that both of you are here today. Do each of you have a favorite wrestling video game? Because that's actually, we're going to go over a pretty unique one, but is there a favorite wrestling game that you've played before? I'll let Lex go first on this one, because I definitely do, and we'll get into that. <laughs> so you want to be clean up. <laughs> <laughs> He'll tee us off, yeah, okay. We'll this see. is an easy one. I didn't get into wrestling until later in life, so like the only consoles I've had on video games available have been the recent WWE games, which are terrible. Yeah. So... I played it yesterday, the New Japan Fire Pro, and that's easily my favorite already. I've played it for maybe two hours combined. Yeah. yeah. Um, Josh had showed Fire Pro to me. Now, I remember the original Fire Pro, but I was, like, much younger. I didn't play it. So Josh was like, you got to play, you gotta play uh, Fire Pro for PS4. I did, and I haven't looked back. It, it is, like, yeah. the coolest it's video complete. game. Yeah. Um, so you can make your own promotions. You could uh, subscribe to different uh, wrestlers. So basically every wrestler in the world is in it. You could make your own, and then you could run your own storylines and have your own little fed. Um, but, uh, yeah, Fire Pro, good pick. So, Josh, what was your pick? So, yeah, Fire Pro is amazing, and I'm glad I got you guys into that. But mm -hmm. the the wrestling game that got me started in wrestling games, because I had played, you know, like some of the like the Raw games on Genesis and stuff here and there. But the the first obsessive wrestling game I ever got into was on the computer, and it was Extreme Warfare Revenge. Okay, yeah. And it was just a. It wasn't an actual. You didn't wrestle, but you booked the promotion. I think I remember. You I never played the guys. it. Yeah. Uh, you could do storylines. You could download additional things. There was a whole big community online, and this was like right around like the 2000 era, a little before. Is that like that? Like just a little after, like the eFed era, when like eFeds were big. For me, it was concurrent to my eFed, and I was doing my backyard wrestling shit at that point in time. So I was consuming as much as I could, and that was really big for me to be able to like book storylines. So now you have a mind for the business. Yeah, and that's how my Fire Pro goes. That's why, yeah, I've got so many championships in my Fantasy Fire Pro. So the first uh, first item for our thrift haul, it, it, again, I bought this in Daytona Beach. We're looking at Cutie Suzuki's 
Ringside Angel, and it's for the Sega Mega Drive, and uh, it was released in December of 1999. Uh, the, the premise is only nine girls have the burning spirit to fight for the five major titles of women's professional wrestling. So that's right. This is the first ever women's pro wrestling video game, and it's for the Sega. Yeah, and the, the Mega Drive was the Genesis everywhere. I think they only called it the Genesis in, like, America. I don't even think it was the Genesis in Canada. Uh, it was just here. But, yeah, the first women's game, and this company went on to make a lot of big wrestling games. Yeah, and uh, so this game actually featured a spectator mode, and the spectator mode allowed players to preview each fighter's moves. So you could actually see a computer-generated version of uh, basically two, two computer players like fighting. So you could judge their fighting style before you even pick them. So you could see what they look like, see how they perform, and stuff like that. And uh, each wrestler recovers uh, stamina at a different rate. They also have different ways of expressing physical pain and scream in anguish differently as well. That was, like, big for then because, like, the games that were coming out around that era were not that complex. They were, no. like, arcade or, like, everybody had the same moves. No. And, and so this the, – the one that I have is complete. So I have the booklet. I have the game. They're both in great shape. And then we had noticed that we even have the Cutie Suzuki – and this will be a part of the cover art this week – Cutie Suzuki Ringside Angel Hologram Sticker – that we tucked in the case, and then the regular, the regular cover, which is the the yellow cover. Yeah, and we should mention uh, this game's in Japanese. Yes. None of this game Nothing's is in English. Yeah. I, I I don't even think Cutie Suzuki's name is written in English. No, the only English words that you can see is Ringside Angel, and the uh, all the entire game is yeah, it's it's not translated. So this is an imported game. And it's funny because when I went to the video, uh, like the vintage video game store, there's everything you could imagine, you know, uh, cheaper stuff, high-end stuff, whatever. And I had just been looking for a Sega game because, you know, I've, we've got that Sega a while back. You got and the little Sega set up now. Yeah. And I heard a guy probably like just like kind of like three feet over to my left. And he picked something up and said, who would buy this? And then put it back in. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to see what that was. Excuse me, sir. That could be me. Can I yeah. see that? So I, uh, I went back and I was like, what could be so terrible? And then I pulled this out, Cutie Suzuki's Ringside Angel. And I was like, the nerve. That's incredible. I'm the idiot that's going to play it, and I'm going to love it. Did you rub it in his face and, like, cut him off in the checkout line? I mean, excuse me. Put it down right in front of him. Oh, the checkout line was kind of weird. The checkout line, there was a guy coming in to resell video games, and um, we were, I was trying to check out, and he just kept, like, interrupting and stuff like that. One of those guys, like, hey, check uh, over here. I've, I'm bringing stuff in. And the guy's like, one sec. And then, like, the phone rang. So there was, like, ten things going on at once, but I did uh, make out with it, though. Make out, make out with it, or like no. Uh, I mean, it's I did, cutie Suzuki. I did give the cover a little kiss. But I made make out in it. Uh, I didn't think I make out too much in it. No, no. Have you played this yet? I have not played it yet because I have the Sega uh, traditional Sega. It's not the not Mega, the Mega Drive. Drive? Oh, yeah. That's a bummer. And he had said that there are ways that you could get this to work on the regular Sega. But um, he's like, you have to YouTube it. And I was like, okay, I will. And I haven't yet. But Did he not want to tell you because it's like... Some insider, like, illegal knowledge. <laughs> Apparently, you could play this game on the traditional Sega, and there's a, a way to do it, but I didn't look it up yet. But I'm sure it's going to slay, though. I'm sure. But uh, you could uh, get your own Cutie Suzuki's Ringside Angel. Uh, that they, they go varying conditions from 25 bucks to 50 bucks. So um, that's a, a title we're going to be checking out. To add to the thrift hall today, a uh, very special guest, as I mentioned before, Lex Nowling is here with us. And Lex, you picked up a sweatshirt today at the Goodwill Outlet. Tell us a little bit about that. 
It's a wrestling shirt, wrestling sweatshirt. It's a Roman Reigns, this is my yard, ugly Christmas sweater. <laughs> it's sold out on the WWE website right now, uh, either due to popularity or that it came out two years ago. <laughs> and they just pulled uh, it? I just pulled it. It looks like it might fit me. That's a pretty good, uh, pretty good pull. And your and your family, you had mentioned that they had uh, got these Christmas. Yeah, when sweaters. this run came out, my brothers got like an AJ Styles one and maybe a Finn Balor one. Cool. And my mom never got me one. I was gonna say, why were you more, excluded from more that? More of Mark? a wrestling fan than my brothers. <laughs> brothers not that into wrestling. Got them sweaters. Me nothing. Nothing at all. So yeah. you wear that back uh, when you take the plane from Pittsburgh all the way back home, you better come off that plane wearing that bright blue Roman Reigns WWE Christmas sweater. It'll be hot in the desert, but I'll do it. Yeah. I, I was going to say, wait, wait, wait <laughs> yeah. until Christmas at mom's and like just walk in with that Probably out of the blue. Probably a good call, but no, I'll, yeah, I'll walk, I'll wear this on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sweating. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, so uh, Christmas morning when they're all wearing their their sweatshirts, be like, hey, uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, uh, yeah. Remember this one you didn't get for me? <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, this is my yard. <laughs> yeah. um, so that was, it. that was it for the uh, – uh, oh, you know what? No, I have uh, one more. I was going to say that was it for the wrestling stuff, but it's not. Uh, so this little piece I actually got in trade, and I'll, uh, I'll pass it over. But what I'm holding now is from 1991 – and it was, uh, if you remember, like the company who did Lee Jeans. Well, this is by Lee. And this is a WWF Titan Sports Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan Elastic Belt. And I have it on the original Lee hanger. And uh, somebody uh, came over a, a couple of weeks ago when we were trading some vintage goods. And you could check them out at, at Retro Gems Vintage at Retro Gems Vintage on Instagram. And Retro Gems brought me over this elastic belt to do some trading with. So it's pass got that around. Hogan and Warrior on it. And Top two cancellations in wrestling history, probably. Cool. What uh, what size waist does this go to? Because it looks... Uh, it's a kid's elastic. Yeah. A kid's elastic uh, belt. It looks like I could fit it on my head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can fit it on your head if you'd like to fit it on your head, but it's a powder blue. It Look definitely at has Warrior a... on there. He's like raging. Yeah, that was a problem of his. He couldn't get that <laughs> under control. I mean, yeah, steroids oh. will do that to yeah. you. But uh, so that's, uh, yeah, from 1991, and you could get yours for about 10 to $12. You could buy those on eBay. So, uh, but that is actually in very good shape. So thank you again to Retro Gems for trading that along. Now, Josh, you have uh, something that uh, dates back quite a while. You have a type of photograph. Would you like to go over it for today's thrift haul? Yeah, this is a, uh, a photograph from Pittsburgh's famous Mount Washington. Before there was an overlook, uh, this picture was taken July 2nd, 1915. Ooh, uh, so that's two, that's two days ago. Yeah, two days. And some years. <laughs> yeah, and 104 years. Uh, yeah. But there's some buildings that are still there in downtown that you can see, um, bridges that are no longer there, and uh, some some of those bridges that uh, go across the river, some of their like skeleton, well not their skeletons because that means there'd be more than that, but like some of the foundation bricks like on the side are yeah, still they're, there. Their skeleton legs. Their skeleton legs are still in our rivers, but those are some old bridges that they uh, knocked down but you got it with a frame and stuff like that yeah, it's got the frame it's a little bent up but i can flex that back in with some pliers but it shows like the old uh you know the old trade industry the river is just filled with barges and there's like dozens and dozens of train yards or we were uh, port uh, town tracks mm -hmm. yeah so all kinds of shipping and stuff going in and out so yeah, a nice little snag for a couple bucks. And that was taken from Mount Washington, which it appears even them was sort of like the the only touristy part of Pittsburgh as you just go on the mount. Well, yeah, back then, uh, I think the incline was in function then, so you didn't have there. Before that, you had to just walk up a shitload of stairs. Whoa. But I think once they put the incline in, people were like, oh, I'll go up there and check it oh, out. Oh, yeah, if you're going to give me a ride up this giant mountain. Yeah, you know, for a nickel or whatever it would have been in 1915 money. Who would have walked that? 
well, uh, you didn't have another option. You didn't have another option because your horse you, ain't gonna do it. Yeah. If, so if you're working in the city, if you're working down there, I guess you just yeah you just trucked it down. Yeah, it was just like you know probably four miles up there, just oh, back and forth in steps. Easy. Yeah. Um. And living in the touristy part of of Pittsburgh, I guess would be Mount Washington, and you're a little back from it. Um, with the 4th of July coming up, you were talking about people parking on your street and everything like that. Yeah, I'm going to do the, uh, in the spirit of America today, uh, I was talking about maybe putting out some parking chairs and reserving spots in front of my house. To see the fireworks. And then selling off the chairs to tourists, you know, like, oh, I'll move the chair for whatever. It's the only time that people drive into Pittsburgh from anywhere else. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it, it's, it's a pain in the ass on my street. Cause then these people come back and a lot of them have been drinking and they're loud and they're and rowdy then, and you're drinking and you're loud and you're and, rowdy. And, and I'm also like, I could probably get some, I could probably grift these folks. You know, like, <laughs> hey, if, if Lee Greenwood can make American money, I can. Oh uh, yeah. So that's, uh, that, that's super cool. Um, so uh, what else we have before we close out the thrift hall today? We pulled it at the very end. So if you follow Thrifty on YouTube, which you should because there's thrift hall videos every week, this guy uh, was a, a little bit after our main hall because sometimes when we go to check out from the Goodwill outlet, the line's long or sometimes it, it just takes a little while. So while, while we are in line, a lot of the times they'll start changing the bins behind us. So we go, okay, so after we get our thrift haul all done, there's sometimes an extra bin run. And this puppy was in the extra bin run. So what I'm looking at is a majestic MLB Cincinnati Reds Ken Griffey Jr. jersey. And uh, it's a Cincinnati Reds jersey. It's a white jersey, red pinstripe, and then the black short sleeves. And with Ken Griffey Jr., uh, he played baseball from 1989 to 2010, and he played with the Reds between 2000 and 2008. So judging by the jersey and what it looks like, I'm going to say it's probably like right in the middle there. I think you're probably right on it. and. It's in good shape, and I saw you hold it up from the back. So as yeah. soon as I saw it from across the entire outlet, just the big 30 and Griffey Jr. And uh, so Griffey spent uh, spent his baseball career. He first started with the Seattle Mariners, and that's probably when most folks know of Ken Griffey Jr. Because then he went to the Cincinnati Reds. Then Lex's team, he went to the Chicago White Sox. Hell yeah. Did he do any good there? I can't even remember him on there. Yeah. <laughs> I, say, I didn't know that Griffey played for the White Sox. And I was kind of messing with baseball back then a little bit. Yeah. And so he played one year with the White Sox. And then he did, which when you get into professional sports, for some reason, I love. Lex may know that I love. You probably know that I love this, too. So if a team starts at, if a team gets drafted by a team and they spent their like they cut their teeth with a team and then maybe go away to another team. He came back and retired a Seattle Mariner. Do the one-day contract to bring him back. Yeah. And, yeah. And he played a whole year. So he came back. So he started. He had a farewell tour. He had a farewell tour. So he started in Seattle. He ended in Seattle. Um, so his career batting average was 284. He had over. He had close to 2,800 hits, 630 home runs, and close to 1,900 RBIs. And Seattle Mariners retired Ken Griffey's 24, but for the Reds, he was 30. He also had one of the dopest games on the Super Nintendo. Yes, yep. Uh, we were talking about that. Uh, was it last week we were talking about baseball? Week before? We were talking about baseball in here. Maybe I'm lying. Maybe I'm lying. Maybe we didn't talk about baseball. I block out most baseball conversations, so yeah, we could have. fair. Uh, Lex, what would be? Uh, do you have any sports memories growing up? Because I know you're 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 a sports guy, big basketball guy too. What, a favorite sports moment of yours? Uh, it might have been the 2005 Super Bowl, uh, my Chicago Bears versus the Indianapolis Colts, and Devin Hester returns the opening kick for a touchdown, and I just remember like tearing up a little bit, uh -huh. and I'm probably like 11. Yeah. So like, and it's like prime like into sports like their heroes. 
I remember just tearing up and being like, I can't believe we're going to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then we got beat pretty bad. We got beat pretty oh. bad. Yeah. Rex Grossman was the quarterback, Ra- right? Yeah, Rex Grossman was the quarterback. And that's all you got to know about us losing that Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Rex Grossman, he had uh, the thing at the time for the Chicago Bears quarterback, Rex Grossman. He had a, like a, a, moniker, a moniker at the time that was just like, fuck it, I'm going deep. So, like, if there was any problem, he would just go deep. Like He had, like, Always Brett good. Favre mentality, but was, like, not as good as Brett Favre. <laughs> Gunslinger. So, um, yeah, so that was uh, our thrift haul for today. We have uh, Josh had the photograph of Pittsburgh from 1915. Was that 1915, it? 1915, yeah, by R.W. Johnston. We had uh, the Cutie Suzuki Sega game, which is awesome. The first lady wrestling Sega game, or actually wrestling game in general. The Ken Griffey Jr. shirt, and then the small elastic belt. Now, when we come back, we're playing Thrifty Trivia Trivia, and we have three players this week. So it's going to get down to the nitty gritty. Listen to some commercials, and we'll be right back. Hey everybody, I really do hope you enjoy listening to Thrifty, but as of now, did you know that you could actually get paid just for listening to Thrifty? I know it sounds weird, but it's true. We just discovered this new free app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts, which is something you're already doing. And it works like this. You listen to podcasts on the app and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon for internet fans or Starbucks for coffee fans. Or if you're a good person, you could even donate that PodCoin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you got to do. Download the app on iPhone or Android and simply use our code THRIFTY and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to enough of us on there, you get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and download the app and you could listen to Thrifty or honestly virtually any podcast on PodCoin. Just sign up with the code THRIFTY or get Roached. The Podcoin Listener of the Week this week goes to user ABD. That's right. If you're ABD, you're Thrifty's Podcoin Listener of the Week. We awarded you this award because you have a cute dog icon. Shout out ABD, Podcoin Listener of the Week. We are back from commercial break. I have two fellas sitting on the thrifty couch over here ready to play some trivia. Before I get into that, I wanted to give a special shout out to the Balloon Animal Petting Zoo with DJ Lil. And you could check that out at wpts.pit.edu, wpts.pitt.edu every Monday. And this is Eastern Standard Time, so real people time. 10 a.m. to noon every Monday. And DJ Lil 
had me on the show earlier in the week. It was badass. I got this show. I actually, I brought uh, the Cutie Suzuki game. I brought that to the WPTS as well. We got to get that up and running so we can do a uh, find it, play it. Oh, okay. We could bring that back. With some Japanese audio, should be fantastic to hear how the girls scream differently, I guess. In anguish. (laughs) In anguish differently. So, again, yeah, shout out to the Balloon Animal Petting Zoo. Thanks for having me on. And I think uh, Mondays are, uh, if we could find a day that both of us can go, we'll both go and have fun there. Cool station. So, okay. So the next segment is something we like to call Thrifty Trivia Trivia. Check. One, two. Thrifty Trivia Trivia. For new listeners to the show, Thrifty Trivia Trivia, we take multiple choice questions based on our thrift haul and we ask each other these questions a, B, C, and D could be the answers. And D, Josh, what is always D? Always none of the above. None of the above. Lex, how are you feeling about trivia? How you, you, got, you got four questions coming two different ways. I want to get at least one. One, that's... That's always the goal. At least no strikeouts. I mean, that's baseball. Griffey yeah. is that's a, baseball, hall, baby. a yeah. hall of fame player with a, a, a .28 average. Yeah, if I can bat two five today, I'm going home happy. Okay, yeah. awesome, awesome. So I'll start off. All right, if we're talking about Griffey, because in our thrift hall today we had that Griffey jersey, so I got a multiple choice question for both of you. Um, so Ken Griffey Jr. was very well known for his dingers. But in 2000, Griffey Jr. lost the Major League Baseball Home Run Derby to who? So in 2000, Ken Griffey Jr. lost the Home Run Derby. Who came in first place? A, Luis Gonzalez. B, Jason Giambi. C, Sammy Sosa. D, none of the above. Ken Griffey Jr. lost the Home Run Derby in 2000 to A. Luis Gonzalez, B. Jason Giambi, C. Sammy Sosa, D. None of the above. I'll let Josh go first on this one. What are your thought process? My thought process is, man, I wish Lex went first. Okay. Uh, Because Lex has much more baseball knowledge, but Mm -hmm. I remember the year 2000, and I don't remember Luis Gonzalez. I'll get that out of the way. Uh, <laughs> but I remember, I remember the year 2000, and I remember Giambi, and I remember Sosa. In 2000, we didn't have memes, so like memes were just dumb shit like people would say. Mm-hmm. And my brother was into baseball, and he would always say dumb shit and reference Jason Giambi, and that is the basis for me going with B. Jason Giambi. Because something is something. Because my that brother guy. used to make like Jason Giambi jokes and comments and like say I don't remember what it was, but it was like a something that they would have said on Sports Center mm-hmm. about Jason Giambi, and then my brother repeated all the time. Like bros would be like, Yeah, baby. Like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So you're going with Giambi. I'm going with Jason Giambi cool. for no reason other than that. Hey, it could lead you to the promised land. So Lex. Same question. Ken Griffey Jr. was very well known for his dingers, but in 2000, Ken Griffey Jr. lost the Major League Baseball home run derby to who? A. Luis Gonzalez. B. Jason Giambi. C. Sammy Sosa. D. None of these guys. Nobody. See, I know very little about baseball. Especially, I don't know a lot about baseball now, but I don't know a lot about it before this. Before so, the Towers yeah, fell baseball. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So 2000 is Twin Towers era. When we were free. When we were free. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Blind spot for me. <laughs> when we were free is the yeah. blind spot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My eyes have been covered and I'm happy with it. <laughs> so but, what do you uh, think? I'm from Chicago. I'm not a Cubs fan, but I'll go with Sosa. Sammy Sosa. I'll go with Sammy Sosa C. We saw the Pittsburgh Pirates versus the Chicago Cubs last night at PNC Park and the Pirates traditionally they suck they stink they just suck eggs they have since I've been born forever they won last night bottom of the ninth inning see I I know that you guys went to that game yeah other than that like the only thing I know about baseball is there's a guy who plays for one of the New York teams who looks like Thor 
Oh, okay. okay. That's that's. I couldn't name like more than three baseball players who currently play baseball. We ran into some kooky cats behind us. Um, that it it was like if you were watching like a Saturday Night Live sketch. They were like your like they looked like they were from the seventies, but from two, the year two thousand five. So like the seventies with two thousand five style. And they were saying the, like the strangest stuff you ever heard. The one kid, what would you say, Lex? Like mid twenties, maybe. Yeah, I'd say mid twenties for sure. The one kid, and they were just yelling, swearing, like doing weird stuff. The one kid was just like, "I hate asking my mom for money, you know, because she damn well knows it's for coke." <laughs> and I just like we just started laughing, like she damn well knows. <laughs> she damn well knows it's for coke. And then they started to flirt with like this girl. Like this girl that was in the the row in front of us, and she was with her boyfriend. And uh, on like to be honest, she didn't seem like she hated it. It's weird that that's a tactic to meet women is to loudly mention that you have cocaine and then flirt with them. Yeah, well, she if correct me if I'm wrong, Lex, but she actually turned around when they were just being loud and uh, loud and around. She turned around and was like, "I'm going to engage you." Did she turn around and tap her nose at them? Like <laughs> She just kept going off. I can't remember what she said. What did they, she say? They talked for five to ten minutes. Yeah. And her boyfriend didn't turn around or even acknowledge that this was happening. Yeah. Maybe they were all on coke, and he's just like, this is what she does. And they were talking about, like, like flirtatiously, mildly flirta- flirtatiously, talking about, like, meeting up in an Uber. And it was just insane. It was so much. Like, it was just, like, so, like, my anxiety was so high because I'm like, they're going to say something weird any second, any second, because they already have under their breath. And, like, it just didn't happen. And then we ended up illegally sitting in center field anyway. That's always what happens in baseball. Something exciting starts to build, and you're like, oh, this is going to get good. And then it doesn't because it's baseball. Yeah. They left and never came back. Never came back. So, okay. So, Griffey in the 2000 Home Run Derby, he lost to Josh said B, Jason Giambi. Lex said C, Sammy Sosa. The correct answer is C, Sammy Sosa. Oh, there's my one. So, uh, Lex. Get it out of the way early and you just yeah. ride high. You've already completed the task for yourself. So, now everything's going to be a cakewalk. Now I'm getting competitive. Now I'm going for a sweep. Now i got to call my brother and ask him what that dumb shit about Jason Giambi <laughs> yeah, was all about. Because it's done no help whatsoever. <laughs> built me up for nothing. So ask me one of your questions, Josh. Right. I'll so, go first, and then Lex will go after me. This is totally unplanned, but we're going back to baseball land. Oh, okay. Okay. So everybody knows in baseball you've got the American and you've got the National League. But yeah. in addition to those leagues, the Federal League of Baseball Clubs existed from 1914 to 1915 nerds pittsburgh had a team okay so what was pittsburgh's team name was In it that. a the pittsburgh packers b the pittsburgh peppers c the pittsburgh terrapins or d none of the above so in the what was the league called it was the Federal League of Baseball Clubs. Just the Federal League of Baseball popularly Clubs. Popularly known as just the Federal League. The Federal League in 1914 and 1915, we had a baseball team. The Packers, the... It was a, a, the Packers, B, the Peppers, C, the Terrapins, or D, none of the above. Uh, terrapins sound like a soccer team to me. The Terrapins seems soccer-ish. It's an entire school's mascot. Yeah, you're right. Not that that's where I got this from. Yeah. The Peppers seems fun. That's the most fun one. I don't think it's the correct one, though. I'm going to go with, uh, well, D's always there. Did you goof me? I don't know. But I will go with A, Pittsburgh Packers. So see what Lex has to say. All right. So Lex, in the Federal League of Baseball Clubs from 1914, what was Pittsburgh's team name? Was it A, the Packers, B, the Peppers, C, Terrapins, or D, none of the above? 
the Pittsburgh Peppers definitely sounds like a beer league softball league team. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can see that printed on a shirt pretty like the, good. The the Heinz Pittsburgh Peppers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'd wear that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think uh, like industrial age back then, kind of uh, the, like the vibes of Pittsburgh. Yep. I'd have to go Packers. I think. Okay. Packers double double packing. We're going, yeah, we're going double A. Okay. Yeah. So two Packers. So with this, this league actually is the reason that Wrigley Field exists. Ooh. Chicago's team, uh, I believe they were the Chicago Whales. They had Wrigley Field built for them, and then the Cubs moved in because the Federal League was from Done. 1914 to 1950. Yeah. Wow. So that's what that's where that part so came from. So that's where, yeah, that's the bonus fact for this trivia. Just learn something every day on this show. I huh? wanted to <laughs> offer that up to you guys because you're both wrong. Oh, uh, cool. Great. Yeah. <laughs> So it is actually D, none yeah. of the wow. above. So got goofed. Those got are goofed th- on. Those are all team names. Those were actual teams that were in the league along with you know the whales and some others. Pittsburgh's team was the Rebels. Oh, the Pittsburgh Rebels. July some July Fourth goofing right now. And I think it was based off Whiskey Rebellion because that was still hot, you know. So. Uh, so zero. So Josh has zero. Toddy has zero. Lex has one. Lex carrying the team this week. Yes. Okay. So my second question that I, that I bring to both of you gentlemen, this is in reference to cutie Suzuki's ringside angel Sega game. This obviously is a wrestling question. Cutie Suzuki traveled to China to work with JWP and also to the United States to work for WCW, World Championship Wrestling. She teamed with what wrestler at 1995's World War III? A. Mayumi Azaki. B. Bull Nakano. C. Akira Hakudu. D. None of the above. So Cutie Suzuki tagged with A, Mayumi Ozaki, B, Bull Nakano, C, Akira Hokuto. Ozaki, Nakano, Hokuto, none of the above. We'll go Lex first. Lex. Well, like I said, I got into wrestling late in life. So, like... 95, I'm really not sure who was in the scene. WCW, big blind spot to me again. Well, I will say if it offers any uh, consolation for you, this would be the biggest match he's worked in WCW. And, in fact, maybe the only one. So uh, all, uh, all competitors in this match weren't signed to WCW. So in 1995... It was just any of those. So what would you go with? I'm going to go with B. B? I'm going to go with Bull. Bull Nakano. B for Lex, Bull Nakano. And Bull Nakano, very famous ladies wrestler. Yeah, in the the world of Joshi. um, Mm -hmm. Very, very popular. Uh, Although, I don't think it was Bull. Uh, So, So, yeah, same question. Cutie Suzuki. She teamed with what wrestler at 1995's World War III presented by WCW? A, Mayumi Ozaki, B, Bull Nakano, C, Akira Hokudu, D, none of the above. I'm going to take a flyer because in that time in WCW, they had a lot of Japanese women rotating through. Uh, Sure did. Pretty much any exposure Americans had at that time. I think WWE or F at the time had very, very limited women's wrestling still going on in 95. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to go with C, Akira Hakudo on this one. Akira Kudo, C. Lex went with B, Bull Nakano. So the correct answer is A, Mayumi uh, uh, Ozaki and Mayumi and... Uh, Suzuki tagged against Bull Nakano and Akira Hakudu. So the correct answer generally is all of them. All four of all four ladies were in the match, but Mayumi is the one who tagged with her. 
That makes sense. So I don't know why. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the first one on the list. So those were mine and uh, stumped you. Yeah, stumped you this week. I I had a couple right and then right back to where I belong, missing everything. So that was uh, that was my question. So Lex still has one. Josh with zero, me with zero, but I could tie Lex with your question. So I recently was reading something, and it was talking about the fact that in order to make prunes more attractive, they stopped calling them prunes a couple years back, and they started calling them dried plums. And I thought about that, and I never realized that they did that. And then I saw today, in 1915, they did that again. Well, not again, I guess. (laughs) Previously. Yeah. Uh, But they renamed a fruit in 1915 to this new name, what we now know it as. Okay. Okay. So we know know this. It's a pretty well-known fruit. So, yeah, the growers of it got together, and they said, we want to come up with a new name for this fruit that had a different name prior. And this is in relation to your old photograph, so the same time This is that same year. Okay. While R.W. Johnston's on the mountain... Yeah. The growers of this fruit (laughs) say, we got to come up with something else. Yeah. So is it A, the avocado, B, the pineapple, C, the cantaloupe, or D, none of the above? And we'll go back to Lex first for some fruity trivia. Damn. So what had a different name prior to 1915? An avocado, a B, a pineapple, C, a cantaloupe, or D, none of the above? I'm going to guess avocado is just avocado because that's a Mexican word. (laughs) So I'm I'm like, maybe we didn't mess with the language. (laughs) That's a word, yeah. Yeah, that maybe means something. Uh Uh-huh. What is B? B is pineapple. And C again? C is cantaloupe. B is tricky because it's the only one that doesn't start with the same letter as the fruit. But A, avocado, B, pineapple, C, cantaloupe, or D, none of the above. Pineapple seems like two things put together. Like they were like, we need to change this. What does it look like? Like maybe it looks like a pineapple instead of this other word we've been calling it. (laughs) SpongeBob has the growers in 1915 Mm -hmm. to thank for the theme song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess I'll go with pineapple. All right. So Lex is going B, pineapple. Toddy, which fruit's your flavor of the week? Yeah. Yeah. A, avocado, uh-huh. B, pineapple, C, cantaloupe, D, you know what that is. Yes, I know what that is. If you goof on me two in a row, that'd be crazy. If you went D, none of the above for two of them. I'd be mad. This co-host yeah. is trying to fuck on me. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'd goofball two in a row. Or would I? Yeah, um, the 4th of July of goofballs, I don't think is going to be this year. But maybe the 4th of July of goofballs is this year. I don't avocados. Yeah, that's something else. But B and C don't seem likely to me. Cantaloupe's interesting. I'll say that cantaloupe seems interesting. I'm gonna go D. None of the above. I'm gonna go D. None of the above. Nope. You none of those. No. So yeah. Toddy's going none. Lex is going with a pineapple. You guys were right. Avocado is something else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I knew that. Because prior to 1915, it was an alligator pear, and they changed the name to make it more appealing. And oh, came up shit. With so avocado. We, we talked to ourselves in the answer almost. Yeah. You know, like yeah, that has so, to be, has to so be something else. So it's another else. thing because it's a word you now. You got tricked by the white man into oh. thinking avocado. Avocados were alligator pears, and nobody wanted to eat an alligator pear. Yo, that's a cool description for it, though. Yeah, it is, right? that's like, why like, it was called it. I say it we bring, is an alligator pear. Yeah, if you really want to fuck with boomers, start calling it alligator pear on toast. <laughs> <laughs> you charge twenty five dollars for it. Oh, uh, so it is the Fourth of July of goofballs. Okay, so uh, the uh, between all of us. One question, correct. We brought in a ringer this week. So Lex, Lex wins by with. default. The yes. first, the first. By default, no. Usually, usually everybody we bring in does better. So we should start getting prizes for when other people beat us at our own games. Are there no prizes? No, there's no, no prizes. No, okay. <laughs> no, there's no, no for sure. You can stay in the spare room longer. <laughs> yeah. All right, you get right. our love and admiration. <laughs> but uh, yeah, another uh, special thank you to the Pittsburgh City Paper. 
coming to a close. I also want to thank all the voters that uh, hopped on to uh, bit.ly backslash best of pit 19 to vote for thrifty podcast for Pittsburgh's best podcast because we are nominated. We, we are in the finals. So if you didn't vote, I believe this is this go this episode goes up the seventh. So I think you're done. So I think you're cooked. So you can't vote anymore. But um, bit uh, dot lee backslash best of pit vote thrifty podcast for best podcast of Pittsburgh. So thank you to the voters and thank you to the city paper. We will find out probably in another month. I think I'm I mean, not quite some, sure when yeah, we will find out around the beginning of August. We're thankful for this. We're just not. Yeah. You know. We're not detailed yeah. on it. Who, whoever, whoever voted, thank you is what I, all I wanted to say. Win or lose, thank you so much for voting. It definitely means the world. Uh, special thanks to Lex as well. Lex Nowling, first time on the podcast since I, I lived in an attic. Since, since burning I, some chicken. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little chicken cook-off in the attic. Yeah. Uh, so we cooked chicken right there in the attic, and that's the last time you are on and that's the last time this carpet was clean, too, because the carpet that we're still on, I brought it from that attic, and it has a barbecue stain still on it from that day. It's a shame we didn't have the YouTube back then. Oh, yeah. that would Well, no, that would have been wild, because if the person... if the No, I would have loved it, actually, because if the person would have found the video on YouTube that I was staying with, they would have probably thrown me out. Which, but, I mean, that would have been better for you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like I would have gotten out of that attic much sooner. But, uh, yeah, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for voting. Thanks, Thank Lex from coming over from Reno just for Coach's Feast. So we're going to be going to Canton. Uh, Josh, I think you are going to re- remain inside for the 4th of July tonight, right? I got a thing with people on the 4th of July. They're not my favorite, like, yeah. you know, group. Uh, so, yeah, I, I stick home. Keep close to the phone because I'm going to be swimming illegally into some fountains. Uh, yeah, I have a cell phone because it's 2019. I so. might need a I might might need a get out of jail for free card. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to get arrested tonight, baby. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, you're unlikely to get arrested. Somebody's going to do something worse than you. And for everybody else, get roached.